Hello and welcome to Radio Edge Talk. This is David Noble in Delgetty Bay as ever and delighted to welcome to the show this evening uh, Andrew Miller. Andrew, welcome to Edge Talk. Hi, thank you very much, David. Oh, welcome back to Edge Talk. Yeah, it was a, a few years ago when you were last on. and uh, That's right. Uh, slightly different topic uh, this evening and we're going to hear just over the next 10 15 minutes or so the, the kind of story of the what appears to be um, very successful inclusion and wellbeing uh, service in West Lothian. So uh, just before we go into that particular topic and focus, Andrew, could you just give listeners a brief background to your career in education? Yes, no problem at all, David. Um, my, my background is, is a business education uh, teacher uh, from a secondary background. I uh, started my teaching career oh, quite a long time ago now, um, early in the 2000s, uh, actually in the borders at Eyemouth Community High School, um, and that was my first teaching placement. Um, moved a long way away from where I did my teacher training. That was that was an air at the time. Um, at that point, there was kind of limited opportunities. I don't know if you remember that time, but people were taking kind of little bits of jobs in three different schools and things like that. So I was very fortunate to get a full teaching post right right away, full time permanent, uh, and that was a fantastic uh, learning experience. And I most loved the place. Um, but it was just too much of a commute for me um, in, in the kind of long term. So, pretty much ever since then, at the end of my probation, I've been in I've been in West Lothian. Um, so I moved to James Young High School in Livingston and taught there for a number of years. Um, I've had roles within the local authority as well, uh, leading on enterprise and education, and then stepping back into school at, at Bathgate Academy this time. But this time more in a pastoral uh, care kind of role, house leader, principal teacher of uh, curriculum. And, and that's really shaped a lot of my thinking, that kind of combination of the enterprise and education and moving into the, uh, the pastoral care. Elements of the traditional guidance role there as well, very passionate about about that and, and the importance of personal and social education and the whole pastoral care of our children and young people. Uh, and moving on from that, I had, had the chance to, to do some really interesting work with the More Choices, More Chances agenda across the authority. And uh, you're alluding earlier there to the an interview I did with you some years ago. Uh, I was lead officer for skills uh, in, in within the skills team uh, in Education Scotland, and uh, that was all linked to the de- uh, developing young workforce agenda, uh, heavily involved in the work placement standard and the career education standard, uh, and looking at remodelling the, the senior phase and, and, the, and the whole vocational agenda and learner pathways. Uh, so all that, all that kind of thinking, all that experience, uh, I've been very fortunate to to put all that together into, into one particular role that I'm doing at the moment uh, as part of the Inclusion and Wellbeing Service in West Lothian. Uh, I got the post as a, a deputy head teacher uh, to start with and I, I was fortunate enough and empowered by my head teacher, Katrina Grant, uh, to really lead on the secondary side of things and I got a lot of, a lot of free reign to start something off. Um, there was a review that was undertaken of our service around early 2016 and uh, I, I, I came in just after the review where things had been completely changed, a turnover of staff going from maybe more traditional social and emotional and behavioural needs school uh, to more of an outward facing model that was really supporting uh, the 11 secondary schools in West Lothian. So it was really kind of a direct and immediate response to, to children with a wide variety of additional support needs referring directly to, to ourselves, with, with some children still on the roll, but most of the work dedicated to including and maintaining children in their own school, because we know, 
we know what happens uh, when, when children lose that connection to the local community uh, and they're extracted from that and that's not something um, that, that's ever positive. So that, I had the chance to kind of really build up that secondary side and and then fortunate enough to, to be made acting head of the of the whole service um, last April, uh, which is a 3 to 18 service and permanent since June last year. Uh, so it's really it's really an exciting time because it's my, my first full session as a head teacher um, and running a service which is a complete 3 to 18 additional support needs service. So I've, I've used a lot of the thinking in the secondary side and we're now feeding that through into we've got an early intervention teams, which is a primary model, but also includes our sensory support as well, which is which is right the way through to 18 as well. And our primary provision, which is a social emotional behavioural needs specialist school, uh, Conley School campus. So it's a there's those three elements, and I'm very very fortunate to work with uh, a, a, an excellent team, 68 amazing practitioners um, that, that that are all multi-skilled with. Uh, various uh, talents and skills and specialisms, but the, the the opportunity to have that as one team is incredible, and you can achieve so much more than working with individual kind of disparate teams, which is which is perhaps what existed in the past. But all working together, it means we can we can do so much more for children and, and families and, and supporting schools as well. I just wonder if you can maybe focus on a, a couple of aspects of the the service, Andrew. You know, maybe for example the. The, the secondary skills centre. Could you give listeners a kind of insight into to what kind of opportunities uh, young people experience there? Sure. Yes. Um, our secondary side works with about two hundred and eighty children at any any given time. So there's a, a small number of children who are ours. There's about fourteen children who we would say that we case manage and, and who attend on a daily basis. But the overwhelming majority are, are, are children, young people from the 11 mainstream secondary schools who come to us for targeted interventions and specialist programmes. Now, some of the work does, most well, some of the work does take place in our skills centre, um, which is in Whitburn. But we also work within the individual mainstream schools as well. Um, we teach at a West Lothian College and various community centres. So we, we, we try to use a variety of locations, uh, again, thinking about what's going to be best for the child in the locality and looking at the issues around that. But in terms of the programmes that we offer, um, they're all really tailored around the, the talents of the staff. So the, we, we offer things like consequential thinking, which is um, helping children and young people really understand the actions of consequences, um, a very much a youth justice type approach. So I'm fortunate to have a member of staff who comes from that social policy background, and that's an unbelievably popular and uh, data proves it's very successful in terms of helping young people understand that that whole process, and we've got data to prove that referrals have gone down after um, after uh, they've been through a program. Like that is a very very focused program that we have, and 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 that kind of that kind of approach and style is that we've tried to thread that through everything else, everything else that we're offering as well. So we run a number of vocational courses as well, like uh, construction craft, uh, which is at level four. Um, we've got retailing at level five, which we deliver out of West Lothian College. And um, we do a partnership delivery of hairdressing, again with with uh, West Lothian College. Do rural skills. Um, we've maximised the land that we have with with polytunnels, uh, and that's become a huge thing. And it's grown actually, pardon the pun, but it's it's, uh, it's evolved into uh, an intergenerational project and and linking with uh, a partnership in Faldhouse 
for elderly residents and helping them with their gardens and community projects. So it's really giving something back to the local community there as well. So there's a number of kind of different approaches there. Um, we also have programmes within the broad general education as well to, to engage children and young people a little bit earlier rather than targeting S3, S4, which is maybe more the, the kind of traditional target target group. Um, so we're aware from, you know, from looking at the data, we need to get in there as early as possible and, and, and get that kind of uh, love of learning back. Uh, and it's just offering something a little bit different. It has to be a little bit different from the mainstream experience because quite often that's a bit that's not quite working at that time. So we need to offer something, a, a wee variant of that. And it's, the whole model is really built on strong, unbelievably strong relationships with uh, the children, young people and their families. Uh, and, and then there's that kind of wraparound support to, to make sure they're, they're engaging in their learning. So yeah, there's a number of things that happen within within the building, uh, a number of different programmes as well. But we're, we're trying to tie everything to to specific qualifications uh, because or, or awards because we feel that that, that gives the, the young people a real sense of of achievement because we tend to work with them for around about 18 weeks at a time. Uh, we we've split the year into into various blocks, and our our course management programme, for instance, is is tied to a number of Lantra and land uh, qualifications which is which is great for for a whole variety of children with needs very therapeutic but also with a great pathway into the, with uh, into industry as well um, and the steps to work award actually is something we've, we've really grabbed with both hands it's a very flexible award uh, it's two units you can use it for almost any activity as well so it's been quite creative with the with the sqa and sqf catalogue and, and and making that work and, and, and partnership working as well, we have New College Lancashire who come in and deliver in partnership with ourselves a, a sound engineering programme within the skill centre as well. And again, that's linked to specific pathways and awards uh, that offer opportunities to tap into to talent. And, and that's, that's some of the young people there that come in are, are really struggling just now, but there's something that's about, something about the music and something about the environment, something about the delivery that engages them and makes them turn up uh, every every single week. So there's there's, there's a whole mix mix of things going on there and it's just trying to keep it dynamic and flexible to make sure we keep meeting the needs of the of the learners and our, and our partner schools as well. And I know that listeners can find out a lot more information at the uh, inclusion and wellbeing all one word dot uk website and uh, you can have got the four main strands of, of, of the work of the, the, the service there and it was just when you, when you were talking there Andrew about the importance of early intervention and you mentioned about your early intervention team and I wonder because people would have different sort of interpretations maybe seeing that at face value are we talking about early intervention uh, anywhere between sort of ages 3 to 18 or is that a team that we particularly focus on the kind of nursery and early primary years? It's it's right the way through. Um, I, I know what you mean about that that term. It can be it can be bandied around and used in in different ways, David. I think, but um, yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's colleagues that work at, at nursery stage, um, and it is it is right the way through. Um, it, it, I think probably the majority of the work for that particular team probably kicks in around about the P two P three, just in terms of the referrals that, that that come in from our mainstream primary schools. Uh, but yeah, it, it's available right the way down uh, and it's trying just trying to make sure that, uh, that our younger children are able to cope in, in a mainstream environment and, and, and are supported to, to succeed there because the overwhelming majority of, of, of parents and, and children as well, they want to succeed in their own school with their friends within their community 
uh, it's about helping them develop the skills to be able to to be able to do that uh, and, and feel safe and comfortable and and also an environment so that everybody else can succeed as well. So it's that, that we're our first year of really building that program and that model together. Previously, that was lots of different teams, um, and and it's just this the first year we've actually joined it all up. But it means that we've got colleagues with uh, additional. Um, Autism spectrum disorder specialisms, ADHD specialisms, uh, social and emotional behavioural uh, kind of skill set, but amalgamating that, so we're combining lots of different talents, uh, and and they're working together to develop programmes that support uh, the the children's learning programme in their own school. So there's, it's early days with a lot of that work, but um, we're aligning that to the a lot of the stuff is to the Junior Awards Scotland scheme as well. To, again, that sense of success and achievement that you can do this, you can succeed in education. Yeah, it's maybe not been a great experience so far, but here's an opportunity to turn it around. Uh, so, yeah, yeah it's, it's just trying to get in as early as possible and, and, and trying to get that switch back on, like the, you know, the, that love of learning, trying to get that back uh, through a, a variety of different different techniques. I can certainly tell how enthusiastic you are about the service, <laughs> Andrew, and I want and can see clearly how your previous experiences and responsibilities and roles within Scottish education have informed your your, your kind of current vision. Um, can can you take us through? Maybe you've touched on it there, but maybe a little bit more about where you might see the or where the service is developing at the moment, and where you might see, how you might see it develop uh, further in the future. Yes, I think I think as we go we go forward. I mean, I have the chance to test out a lot of thinking um, with our secondary side first. I mean, that that was pretty fortunate. It meant lots of kind of small tests of change. Um, I mean, really given the opportunity to to, to run with that and and, and make that work. Um, Head of education Jim Cameron really uh, enabled me to to take that forward, and 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 the, the data coming out of that shows that 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 model works. So. It's, it's probably just building on that and starting to do more, certainly a lot more in, in, in the primary years to try and ultimately be lovely to try and reduce the number of children we work with in secondary because we've got in there earlier and they've been supported. But we also know the reality will be that there'll, there'll be there'll be other you know bumps in the road. But some of the, the young people we work with, other things happen in their life uh, and we have to be available to, to adapt to, their, to, to whatever's happened with, with them to make sure they continue to succeed. Um, so I, I want to get to the point where the, the whole service is com- completely dynamic and flexible. We're, we're on our way with that. Um, we're using a, a service design model just now where we, we continually look at a variety of case studies of, of children, young people from right away across the service. Um, we use a, a document called our People Passport where we it's, a, it's developed in a one-to-one setting with their, their, their key adult. We're using the wellbeing indicators, but it's all the things that work for that child or young person, the things that work for me, uh, and it's written in their words and their language, and we're anonymising ten of those at four, four times a year, uh, and it's showing themes and it's showing trends and it's showing how the service needs to adapt to meet a sample of children's needs. And if we get it right for the sample, we're, we're well on our way. We can see, well, we're on our way to get it right for the, the overwhelming majority of children. So it keeps it it keeps it very dynamic because there's no point in us running a service and as a service rather than a a school as such um, to to you know to deliver a service for the needs of children of, of yesterday. It has to be what it, what the needs are in, you know right now, and it has to continue to to evolve and and, and certainly meet the needs of the growing uh, challenges around uh, uh, autism and ADHD and increasing mental health challenges as well. 
So we have to be able to adapt to that. Uh, and, and doing that exercise four times a year, um, we've got a large partnership planning event we will invite in partners to do that at the, in the end of March. Uh, that will throw up a wide variety of themes and partnership links that we can continue to grow and adapt. So from, from doing that, we've, we've, staff are working very closely together across the board. So you get staff from the secondary side working with the, the, the primary staff and coming up with programmes together. And they're deciding how they're going to measure the success criteria and then targeting pupils and putting groups of pupils together based on need. So it's just going to become the vision anyway in the next two to three years is this very fluid, uh, dynamic uh, service where we have staff all prepared and happy to work, um, teaching all levels, up, well, teaching everything up to third level and then levels of specialism beyond that. So it's it, it's going to take a little bit of time. I'm not, I'm not under no illusions because what I'm talking about is, is quite a shift from where we were previously. Um, but it's using those quite quite uh, clever systems design tools, which, um, again, I'm fortunate to bring that in from the Education Scotland background in, into the service setting. And, and it's, it seems to be working. I think it's working so far, uh, but we've still got a way to go, I would say. Um, and just as we come towards the end of the, the broadcast, Andrew, it, it, this all does seem to fit very much within uh, kind of current discourse and to, uh, around inclusive practice, which obviously is always a, a, a well, it can be a political football, maybe not so much in Scotland, but it is it is something that it does that everybody would have opinions and based on their own experiences. But this your, your approach does really seem to fit, you know, the kind of presumption of mainstream, etc. Um, would you agree with me on that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, our, it's in our policy documents that there is a presumption of mainstream to everything that we do, um, and, and we work very hard to make sure the children and young people maintain that place. Uh, and some, sometimes we have to you know, have a kind of wraparound care with the, the child and young person when, when other things go wrong, either at home or the, the breakdown of relationships. Um, it could be in school between peers as well, but it, it's just to not lose that connection uh, and, and, to, and to maintain that connection. Because the, the data tells us, I mean, when you lose that, when you lose that sense of, of belonging in your local community, uh, it, it takes an awful long time to build that back up, and then. You can normally see the gaps afterwards. There's, there's gaps in the learning, and uh, when it comes to this, the stage of leaving school, certainly the the highest kind of qualification tends to be well below what what it, what it could have been or what it should have been. Uh, just playing catch up afterwards. So yeah, absolutely, everything we're doing is rooted in the uh, presumption of mainstream, um, which is not an easy thing uh, to do, uh, and it does mean that we have real honest conversations about what's right for the the child and young person. Um, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that it's a it's an easy thing to achieve. But certainly that is our ambition uh, to to do that and to make sure the children and young people sustain their place in in, in their own school, in their own community, uh, and families feel supported as well. Uh, that that's that is the ultimate aim, I would say, David. And finally, Andrew, it looks like you take real real pride in in the work of you know, your your work and the work of your team. But most importantly, the 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 enjoyment and the, the experiences that the young people are, are getting themselves and, and various things that they're maybe creating as a result of their of their learning and uh, you, you make really good use of Twitter. Yes, uh, yeah, that that that's become a, a quite a quite a positive vehicle for us actually. It, it, it's quite often in the, the world of additional support needs. Uh, I, I think. That maybe the messaging isn't quite right about what what's going on and what successful uh, lessons look like. And I think people have 
uh, thoughts and opinions of what, what goes on in, in certainly in specialist settings. And, and we've certainly found Twitter a great vehicle to, to really talk about and celebrate what's, what's going on with the, the children and young people. Uh, it's led to new partnerships, actually. People have uh, started to engage uh, with certain tweets and, and have been in touch. And it's, it's led to kind of new networks that have appeared as well, both for, for myself and and for individual teachers and support staff also. And that is a real sense of pride that, that the staff get from, from making those posts. And it also gives it gives a kind of really nice uh, flavour of the sort of work that's going on and the level of care and, and, and compassion that, that the staff have for what they're doing. I think that comes out quite loud and clear from, from, from all the tweets that go out. There's a real sense of pride in what these children and young people are achieving because because you know, being honest, by the time we've been getting involved, there's, there's been a lot of negatives in their life. So it's about celebrating uh, things that they have achieved. They've, they've, they've maybe learnt to swim, or they've, you know, they've, they've maybe learnt a new trade in, in, in the engineering class, or they've, they've, they've started to uh, their phonics are improving. All that stuff coming through um, on Twitter. Uh, parents are starting to engage with that. But there's a way to go with that as well. Uh, but it's just it's just getting positive messages about additional support needs into the system, and I, I just feel that's very, 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 very important that we continue to celebrate the success of these children, and we do take time to do that. We have uh, we have two events a year where it's a, a celebration of the success, and I think this year is going to be very, very big. So it'll be the first time we've we've actually done it as one service. Um, it's normally standing room only, and that was only the secondary side before. So. I'll I'll be looking for a, a larger venue, so I'm, I'm open to suggestions for that as well. <laughs> my goodness, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> trying to think, <laughs> my knowledge of West Lothian is not great. <laughs> Maybe Carnegie Hall or something like that. But uh, no, that that sounds absolutely brilliant. And thank you so much for taking time out to to uh, join us and you talk tonight. And uh, you know, as a, as an acting head teacher of a, a, I suppose a very different type of service working with. Maybe young people with similar challenges. It's absolutely fascinating to hear hear what you're doing, and I'm, I'm sure uh, the, the, my own service could uh, certainly learn a lot, and we'll certainly reflect on the, the audio once it's published. Uh, so, uh, as we say, thanks very much for sharing. No, thank you, David. Uh, yeah, and absolutely, yeah, keen to connect. So I'll take you up on that offer. Yeah, no problem. <laughs>